Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with episode number 151 of The Yacking Show. That's right, we're well on our way to our second century of shows, one a week. So, <clears throat> we want to welcome you to this show, and it's all about opening you your mind to new perspectives for the changing world we're living in, and it's certainly changing a lot as we talk right now. Today, we have an interesting guest, as always, but it's not my job to introduce guests because Kathleen does it so much better than I do. So first, let me welcome co-host Kathleen Beauvais from Waterloo, Ontario. Hi, Kathleen. Welcome again. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you so much. And uh, we thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and we love reading your comments. So do please keep those coming. And if anyone out there is interested in becoming a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. Her name is Natalie Jensen, coming to us from Maryland in the United States. Hello, Natalie. How are you? I'm great. Hi, Kathleen and Peter and audience. Hi, uh, nice to meet you here and thank you for having me. So, so Natalie, you are a wellness content writer and a copywriting coach who uses the creation of content to help businesses grow. For our audience, can you give us uh, some insight into your background and how you came to establish your own content creation company? Sure, yes. I um, have always been in marketing and advertising my entire career. I think I've had a copywriter in my heart since age 17 for some reason. Um, but um, I went to college and that's what I've done in various aspects, you know, uh, media buying, all kinds of different areas of marketing and still writing was at the center of my heart. So the past nine years, I've been able to focus on the copywriting aspect of it and do freelance work mostly. And then in the past, uh, well, enter in, inject into that my own wellness journey. And I started becoming more passionate about wellness. And that's where I started to take a turn and want to really use my writing to help communicate and encourage people to live healthier and to get healthier that way versus more, you know, the regular pills and all of those things that, um, can, can lead to more problems. So it just became a passion of mine. And a couple, about three years ago now, I curbed my writing to make it kind of start creating my own business. And in that I started coaching as well as just writing. So I can either write for clients or coach them to write because a lot of, especially health coaches want to write their own stuff. Um, but they need a little help doing that. So that is what brought me to do what I do today. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. So on your website, Natalie, you, you mentioned that um, entrepreneurs should niche down. And pardon my pronunciation, because I, as you can hear, I haven't been in North America all my life. Um, <laughs> and I was brought up with a British education. So we tend to pronounce things differently and call things differently. Um, so can, can you explain what you mean by that and, and why it's the first step they should take in their content strategy? Yes, absolutely. And I, I can't complain about your pronunciation because I say niche and that's probably, that's not most common either. So um, that's Midwest for you coming through, but I, uh, niching down means honing in on your ideal client. And this is a huge step and it's actually not the first step that I encourage, but I'll, I'll get to that point. Um, It's the second step that I encourage. And 
um, it's very important because it's, it's often missed, first of all, but it's important because you can write great copy and have messaging that's really catchy, but if you aren't client focused with your copy, then it's not going to convert. Mm -hmm. It's not going to do the job that it needs to do. So that's, unfortunately, it took me a long road to figure this out. In, even with my background in marketing, um, it took, I thought I was niched down and I wasn't far enough. And then I thought I was niched down. First, it was in wellness industry in general. And then I focused on health coaches and I kept thinking, man, I'm really getting narrow here. You know how you feel like a little claustrophobic? It's against your instincts. But I eventually realized not only are the health coaches drawn to me, but it's the newer health coaches. Right. So I niched down even further and it got a lot more traction and momentum for me that way because I started tailoring my messaging to the newer health coaches, the offers that I put out there, the packages that I am offering, they're, you know, they're tuned into that new health coach. So that's when I started getting more traction and momentum in my business. And I see this all the time with clients, they're floundering with their copy and unsure of what to write. And it's because we're not focused in on the ideal client. So I think it's super important. Um, it's one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make when they don't do it. I will say it's the second step that I suggest because what I actually have my clients do first is work on an elevator pitch. Um, and I suggest a 10 word elevator pitch. That's my little unique thing that I suggest, especially if you're working in the online space and not to perfect that, to, but to get that figured out and then work through your ideal client. So when you have your elevator pitch and that offer to a problem, and then you think about who you're um, serving with that solution, mm -hmm. if they don't line up, then your messaging is going to be wonky and it won't work right so you have to get those in alignment so that's why I have those two things as the first two steps in writing your your messaging right, right. Uh, you, you're absolutely right we've also been in marketing a long time and our natural tendency is to keep our net wide cost our net wide and that's mm -hmm. as we know that um, you can spend an awful lot of time and get nowhere doing that so good good point for entrepreneurs good tip Kathleen back you. to you so Natalie, what led you to write specifically for wellness coaches and does your approach work for all other entrepreneurs? Good question. Um, yes, I, so what led me to work for wellness coaches was that I started trying to niche down, right? And I was like, who do I know a lot of? And it was health coaches, right? And so that was dear to my heart also because I had finally worked with a health coach and understood what it is that she, that they do. And it's like, okay, this makes sense. And I love this because, um, she, she kind of served that spot of my navigator, right? Like I have mm -hmm. a holistic doctor, whatever my little team of doctors, but I still need someone to help guide me. That's been through the ringer, this exact problem, you know? And so, and, and she also takes a holistic approach. It's not just your what you eat, it's your fitness and all that. So I was in alignment with that approach. And that's what led me to really focus on wellness coaches. Mm -hmm. It, what I do does apply to other entrepreneurs. This process certainly helps other entrepreneurs because 
the process, I, I have like a workbook to help you come up with your elevator pitch and then a process for your ideal client as well. And I, what I'm a big advocate is of is that I can help you get there. I can coach you, but I'm not going to decide it for you. It has to come from your heart. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't, I think we're doing things half-heartedly and that's where there's, um, you're just kind of setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. So when you go through this exact well, it doesn't have to be an exact process because there's no one right answer to everybody's problems, right? But um, when you go through this process that I'm suggesting, it's going to be effective for whatever business you have because it's digging into your own heart and coming up with your own um, answers to these questions that guide you to the path that you've been on. They kind of reflect on the path that you've been on and show a light onto where you should take it from there. Mm-hmm. So that that's very interesting. You've partly answered what I'm going to ask you now, but I think there's more to it. So if it, there's two parts to this question. First of all, are there people you won't you don't want to work with in the wellness category? Is is or in the business category? Is is there some categories, some types of business you just won't work with, even if they approach you? Yeah, that is a good question too. Because yeah, like I I kind of screen people. I say you know. I cannot, I'm a very faith-based person. I'm a Christian. So I, I can, like, there's one client that had things for me to write. I could write part of it, but I didn't want to write a document that was promoting another God because I didn't feel like that was in alignment with me. There was a conflict Mm -hmm. of interest, basically. Mm -hmm. Like I can do other work for her, but not that particular piece. So your faith in does not bother me as far as like, I can be your colleague, your friend or whatever. I can do some stuff for you, but I don't want to promote that type of material. Or if it's like GMOs, you know, things mm-hmm. that I feel like are unhealthy. I that's against my, I wrote a book about healthier eating and was not a fan of GMOs in this book. So for me to go around, turn around and write about that, that's not good integrity for me. Right. <laughs> so those are two areas where I, have to put my foot down and say sorry i'm with you there you're preaching to converted complete (laughs) converted with kathleen and partially converted as me so (laughs) um in my defense i've been an ex-crop farmer so it's taking time for kathleen to get me on the straight and narrow oh okay nice the other thing (laughs) oh she's good the next thing I wanted to ask you, though, was um, when a client first approaches you, what, what's how, how do you work with them? When, you've told us about elevator pitch and niching, but what are the sort of questions you ask to get them on the right track? Well, first, I want to say, are you more interested in having copy written for you or to be coached to write? And that's the first question to ask. And then I'll have a discovery call and just get to know more about the person's business, what it is you're trying to do, where what you've been doing. And I go from there. I kind of customize a lot of offerings because everything is so individualized, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I do have some basic packages that I'll, if they make sense, I'll say, well, here's an option for you. And we could add on to that or whatever, Um, or I'll customize a coaching package, whatever, whatever is makes sense. And if I am the right person, if I'm not, I will certainly let the person know that Mm -hmm. as well. A lot of what I do is like, websites, blog posts, emails, lead magnets. Um, I'm not the social media post writer, but a lot of what I write can certainly be repurposed for that. So I'll have that conversation if need be. 
Excellent. So can you share with us some of your favorite copywriting tips? I would love to share some of my favorite copywriting tips. Thank you. Um, the first one is to use you language. This is one of the biggest changers in copy. A lot of websites that I see are talking about, I can do this for you and I have this much experience and I've done this and I, here's my long story that led me to this. And there's a place for that story, but it is not on your homepage and it doesn't have to be quite that much about you. It should be more about the person that you're trying to invite in. So if you think about, um, and a lot of stuff is written in third person. So if you can choose you instead of, because if you think about as you read something, if you're talking about reading a website that says, I help women overcome blah, 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 and they will do this and that you're reading it from the sideline and you're not feeling like part of it. If you're saying I can help you do this and you do that, and you're going to feel this way, then you feel like you're part of the story already. And you're, you're closer to buying or going down the road with that entrepreneur from reading, reading it in the you language. So that's the first one. The second one is kind of similar. It's, it's talking about benefits and not just features. Mm -hmm. So yes, people need to know what your program involves, the number of calls, the type of support, the bonuses and all of those things. But what do all of each of those things bring? What is the success that those things bring? Your benefits need to talk, uh, be highlighted over the features. And this also helps bring the reader into the story and get the reader engaged so that she's, you know, kind of ready to jump on board because she can sense herself in this position. And the third thing I like to encourage is third tip is to write. So a fifth grader can understand this is, you know, pretty scientifically proven because it's in Yoast plugin. That's how it's an mm -hmm. SEO measurement tool mm -hmm. and they encourage this as well. So it's not just some whimsical uh, tip. But the reason for that, it breaks through a lot of barriers. It can break through uh, language barriers, of course, educational, cultural barriers, even technical language in especially the medical world or even the business and marketing world. Uh, I say things where I'm like, wait a minute, somebody is not going to know what that means necessarily. It's too marketing jargony, right? So it breaks through all of those barriers. And I tell people, if you even choose one of these three tips and apply it to your copy, you're going to see a huge difference. Very good. Excellent. Very good. What about um, short paragraphs? Absolutely. That's the thing. Like people do not have a long attention span and they, you know, the experts suggest writing two to three sentences most mm -hmm. and you know, short sentences, not, short sentences. you want to vary it. You don't want all short sentences, but it, if it's getting on to two lines and taking up two lines and starting to go on, break it up, <laughs> Yeah, break it up. Which again, that plugin you mentioned, Yoast um, is very good because it criticizes me a lot. It says more than 25% of your sentences are too long. You've used the passive voice too many times. <laughs> so exactly. It's I a good measurement. Good. Yeah. You can, you can get, sorry, carry on. Oh, I was just going to say, you can, you can let it get you a little bit crazy if you take it too sure. seriously, but if you use that measurement and just 
tweak what you can. That's a great tool. Yeah. Yeah, I aim to get it in the green. And even if there's still a few criticisms of stuff, if it's in the green, I'm happy with it. What I was going to say was I've been a great reader all my life. And it, as you can see from my gray hair, it's been a long life. And um, But it's only since the advent of spending a lot of time on, on online and reading blog posts that I've found I just have no tolerance for long paragraphs anymore. If I see a solid block of copy that's half a page, I don't even want to start reading it. You know, um, And I, I guess if it affects me, it must affect most people too. Absolutely. And the same with social media posts and emails. Like mm. the, the trend is for them to be super long. And I'm just like, man, you're losing me here. That's right. That's right. So I, I was going to ask you about mistakes, but I think, you've you've sort of covered that here's one for you that i hadn't thought of until we started talking and i'm asking this because our last two guests have also been in one way or another in the wellness category right and and just reading listening to kathleen listening to you and keeping my eyes open i i believe there's a a rising trend in people wanting to know more about wellness as opposed to straight dieting so are people like you getting through to the masses? That's what I'm trying to say. Um, wellness coaches, people talking about holistic life, um, you're looking at the whole body instead of just what you eat. Is that trend going that way, do you think? Absolutely, yes. I mean, I'm involved in some uh, some organizations, I guess, or clients that I'm working with that are that are, this is their whole purpose is to drive that message home. It's not just about your fitness. It's not about your eating. It's like even spiritual, financial relationships. It's, it's the whole ball of wax. Mm -hmm. It's taking all of that. And, um, and, and I'm encouraging the coaches and the clients, like people don't even know what health coach is really. I mean, unless you use one, I didn't, and I'm in mm -hmm. the wellness area and I've, done all the crazy wellness things, but, um, same with holistic that can be construed a lot of different ways too. So I think as we go, go, as we move along, we're going to get more specific. We're going to be definitely driving that message home more and more. And that's again, why I encourage you to get more specific with your elevator pitch and niche down. Like you're not just a health coach, you're wanting, you're a health coach or you're an entrepreneur wanting to take someone from place A to place B. And that person could be as specific as having PCOS and infertility in a mom who's in her thirties, mm -hmm. but there's going to be enough need for that, for that one niche that there's no, um, you don't have to have that whole scarcity mindset of competition coming in and all that so yeah i absolutely believe it's going in that direction mm, interesting can you tell us some of your big your big successes on behalf of your clients sure yeah so uh as far as copywriting a lot of my clients are coming in and they're you know not sure how to put anything into words exactly um they feel like they're too wordy and just or they're posting and not getting traction. So some of the successes that we've seen are, you know, one client, for instance, has been struggling just to, she's got this grandiose idea of a program that she wants to put together. And I was able to help her bring that into words and put it into words and put it into a website. And though that doesn't sound like a big task, it was like, she is very intentional with all of her words. She has this huge heartfelt idea 
And for her to be able to pull it together was a huge win for her. Um, another client has been able to see how she can integrate health coaching, but also like organizing your home and just simplifying life and selling a product, how that can be tied together with your website and an email uh, chain. So while she felt less confident and unsure of how to wrap it all together, now she does. Mm -hmm. um, and then another example of a uh, coaching session for a blog, blog writing, a client hadn't had much response on her blogs in like a month. And I coached her for half an hour and she said she got like seven new followers and then in the following few days. So excellent. Yeah. can make a difference when you really pay attention to the words that you're using. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So here's a follow-on question from Sorry, Kathleen, can I jump in quick? Well, yeah, it's absolutely. fresh in my mind. Follow-on question from that. Some marketing experts, not myself, but some are writing that the day of the blog is over and, and uh, there's no longer any purpose and, and use having a blog and it's not going to make you any business. I, I disagree. What are your thoughts on that? I also disagree because I think it's going to be like the, the information about the lead magnet being dead, you know, it's like... Mm -hmm. It's, it's dead when it's not purposeful and solving a problem. That's when right. it's going to die. It's not working when you do that. So I think a blog is going to be similar. If you're serving a purpose and um, solving a problem, you want to be unique too. That's the other thing. Mm -hmm. besides, besides following the copywriting tips, you kind of want to one-up what's already out there. And that doesn't have to be a huge difference. It just has to be a unique twist. And a lot of that uniqueness is based on your ideal client. So mm -hmm. yeah, I don't think that's going, going anywhere. There are a lot of, there's too much information out there. There are a lot of blogs that you can tell we're just kind of the same article reused, you know? Yep. Yep. So you want to avoid being in that pool of blogs. What, what are your thoughts on frequency of putting out blog posts, Natalie? Oh, um, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna bust me here peter um ideally i would say you could do it would be ideal to do once a week but mm -hmm. i mean let's be honest i have been so i haven't been keeping my own blog up that well so um once a month at least at the very least but if you could do a weekly one that would be ideal mm-hmm yeah, no, I agree. I used to, for about five years, I did one a week, sometimes mm -hmm. two a week on one of my blogs. And then I'm struggling now to keep it up to one a month because of this, doing this and, and, and too much on the go. So yeah, it's, it's hard, but are you, I agree. You've got to be consistent though. Right. So here's Kathleen. Have you got another one for Natalie? Well, no, I was just going to say that I, I think you're absolutely right. I don't think blog posting will go away anytime soon, only because it's a fantastic way for people to um, showcase what they can do with the knowledge that they have, that they showcase themselves as being an expert in, in their area. There's a lot of value to putting out content on someone's mm -hmm. website and posting it out. So I agree. I agree. Yeah, and I think another thing that keeps them going in many ways, it's the digital or electronic version of some of the magazines we used to buy, which are either gone out of print or we don't bother to buy anymore. Right. So instead of waiting for, I used to get Newsweek, for instance, and there was a couple of writers in there that I always followed. Now I can just go direct to those writers and, and to their blog and read just what I read from there. Yeah. So I think, I, I think they're going to keep going. 
What I wanted to ask you, because you, you've had a lot of business experience, you've worked with lots of clients and uh, you've been in the marketing and advertising game, so you've seen a lot. What would, mm-hmm. you say is, what would you say is the most important mindset, characteristic, habit even of those people who become successful entrepreneurs and those who are less successful? Is, is there a single thing that m- makes the difference or is there a number of things? What's your thoughts? Well, yeah, sure. A number of things can make a difference. Um, I think, in my opinion about how this has changed over the years um, a lot because of the marketing has changed too, but mm-hmm. just my whole journey in life has, has led me to a place where I think the biggest thing to do is to be prayerful about what you do and just do what's from your heart. Like a lot of people say, do what's on your heart and that's great. But to me, a step further than that is if you're in you know, prayer about it, then whatever's on your heart is going to be the you can't fail. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and even if you're not, you know, believer or whatever, you got to do what's true to your heart because otherwise you're, you're not doing it wholeheartedly. And somebody told me this when I was starting out with my business and I, it didn't really resonate like it does now. Now I can see where the little tiniest disconnect there can throw you off. Mm -hmm. So it does take some reflection and just making sure you're doing what it is that you want to do and what drives, what gives you, you know, happiness in the day. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I think we're, we're getting close to our time. Yes, it, I'm, I'm afraid so. So um, Natalie, tell us, how do we contact you? If people out there want some content, how do they, how do they reach you? Sure. I, the best way to do that is to go to my website, nataliejensitz.com. And then you can contact me through that website. You can either schedule an appointment or use the contact form there. And um, Natalie, thanks for that. I will put that on the video. And people listening, it's in the descri- it will be in the description. It's in the description. Natalie, again, the sort of people who you can best help. Just uh, you've, you've mm-hmm. spoken about it earlier on in the talk, but just say that again. People, you. But yeah, my primary uh, focus is for newer health or wellness coaches that want to get their businesses up and running. And the reason is so that they can help more people become well. That's my ultimate goal is to help more people find that wellness and to connect those who need it, those who provide it. Well, there you've heard it all. Thank you so much, Natalie. Uh, We so appreciate having you on the show today. It was our pleasure. And thank you all again for tuning into the show. Um, We love reading your comments, so keep those coming. And until next time, everyone, take care and bye-bye. Thank you so much, Peter and Kathleen. Bye-bye.